Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Coming up, we have stories about airplane etiquette, cheating spouses, mother-in-law drama, dress dilemmas, spicy reward stories, and you know, we have all the cake. Stay tuned because we have stories galore coming up. Am I the ask not for not picking a new wedding cake and blocking my bridesmaid? I, 25 female and fiance, 28 male, are finally engaged after four years of dating. We moved to Texas for an amazing job opportunity in my field. My fiance also found a great job in his industry. I recently visited my hometown to see my family and friends. During my visit, I had lunch with my childhood friend and bridesmaid, Jeannie, her sister and our mutual friend. As soon as we sat down, they started asking about the wedding and how the planning was going. I told them about the venue which will be taking place in Texas instead of our town. I showed them the photographer's work that I hired who I met in college and is one of my closest friends. I showed them the flowers I'm thinking of and the catering. The last thing I showed them was my dream wedding cake. It's a five-tier wedding cake with special details that's designed for my fiancé and I. As I was discussing the details, Jeannie started to turn pale and interrupted me to discuss another topic. Her sister asked her what's wrong and she rolled her eyes and asked if I was purposely making her wedding look bad. It's always a competition. Always. I was shocked because her wedding was gorgeous. It was a winter-themed wedding, which I personally love, and everything was beautiful. I told her her wedding was amazing, and what was she talking about? She said her cake wasn't nearly as perfect and that I shouldn't pay so much for a wedding cake anyways because the guests most likely won't eat it because it's too good-looking. I've never seen a cake that was so good-looking I couldn't eat it. No, I was confused and lost for words. Backstory, I never said how much the wedding cake cost. I haven't mentioned the price of the wedding in any form. I went to culinary school and have a master's in business and hospitality. I have also worked in the industry since I was 14. Therefore, I know wedding planners, event planners, sommeliers. How do you, is that how you say it? Sommeliers? Sommeliers? I, I don't know this word. It's a new word for me. Pastry chefs, venue owners, etc. My best friend from culinary school became a pastry chef working for a very known chef in New York and is the one making my wedding cake. The only reason why she's not in the wedding is because she has a conflicting schedule. She's charging me a very discounted price and is happy to be a part of the wedding, although she can't be there. I didn't ask her to do this. Jeannie demanded I get a new wedding cake that's not so extravagant and do something simple like hers. She didn't want my wedding to be too glamorous and upstage hers. I told her no because this is my dream wedding cake and my friend is doing it. She was huffy and puffy while our friends were uncomfortable. I wouldn't be able to afford the wedding cake or a lot of the wedding stuff if I didn't have a great wedding planner and so many connections in the industry. I was now upset that she tried to tell me what to do and how I should do it for my 
wedding. She was also being nasty about the vendors I chose. I'm not one to let people talk to me like, like they have lost their minds, so I told her I will not be changing anything about my wedding, and if she has an issue about anything else, not only will she not be a bridesmaid, but she will no longer be allowed to attend. I paid my bill and walked out of the restaurant. Them some boundaries right there. Holy cow, she's like, nope, do not pass go, do not collect $200, do not say another word, or you will not be going to this wedding, girly. I'm getting texts from her sister and her husband saying I need to apologize and I was an asshole for storming out of the restaurant and making her cry. Our mutual friend is on my side and it seems like everyone else is as well. She's been blowing out my phone and saying she wished she never made me a bridesmaid and that I'm glad I moved. I simply said, well, you're no longer a bridesmaid, so even though I'll always be in your wedding pictures, you'll never be in mine. I blocked her after that, and her sister is still calling me an asshole and posting about it on Facebook. So, am I the asshole? Original question here is, am I the astronaut for not picking a new wedding cake and blocking my bridesmaid? Hell no. You know what? This was one of the quickest boundary creation reinforcement actions I have ever seen, especially when it comes to a wedding story, but holy cow, OP's got it on lockdown here. She's like, you know what? What? It's my wedding. You don't get to tell me what to do, number one. Number two, this isn't a competition. This is my dream wedding. You had your dream wedding. What, you don't want me to upstage yours? Why does everything have to be a competition? It's not. Um, this story, why does everything with, with girls who are friends have to be a competition? And is it everything or is it just weddings? It's, is it just milestone things? It's just, she's jealous. She's jealous because she feels like her wedding is going to outshine her other, her, the wedding like was the had she, had she already had her wedding? Yeah. Okay. I loved what she said about always being in her pictures, but that woman was. I almost hit the petty confetti button. It when was. She, said she that. deserved it. Like she was, green-eyed monster was showing, and I don't understand you. I mean, yeah, it's about all of the stuff, like all the decorations and all the cake and all of that stuff. But the wedding is about marrying the person that you've chosen to spend your life with, and she made it about all the things instead. All the things. Yes, instead of about the actual point of the wedding. Right. I mean, yes, post wedding depression brings out jealousy. Yeah, she's ooh, never going to be a bride again. It's like that, Monica that's a good point. Nope. in Friends after yeah. she gets married and she's like, now I'm just someone's wife. <laughs> yeah. Just someone's wife. Yes. Oh. Nope. It's, you it's hit a, the nail on the head. It's a pity. Yeah. Uh, I just don't I just don't get it because I mean, you know, it's it's obviously not not all women are like that. And people who are true friends wouldn't be like that. Mm-hmm. And I get that. But man, it just seems like weddings bring out. The ugliest side of people. Yes, I I would agree. Weddings and, I, and money. I think if someone shows you who you are, who they truly are, you should believe them. And this girl just showed who she truly is, and she's got jealousy deep down. And she already blocked her, so I don't know that there's any coming back from this. But I'm sure there's other things in their relationship where she was jealous of it, and it all just kind of came to a head when she saw that five tiered wedding cake, and she was like, "Uh." Uh-uh. Does she realize that she's placing more value on her having the better wedding than the friend? that she has no i don't think in the moment that she can even see past her own jealousy she just sees something that somebody else has and it might be better than what she had so she's automatically pissed off like automatically that's all she sees is what someone else has and she doesn't have some people rise by lifting others up and some people want to feel like they're rising by pushing everyone else down to make it seem like they're rising. Um, and, and this friend seems like that. She's got to push other people down to make it feel like she's risen, like she's above them, uh, not by actually rising, not by lifting others up, mm-hmm. just by shoving them down so she can she can feel better than. And that's garbage. Right. I can't imagine like going to this lunch, and she was probably very excited about everything that she had to show her a childhood friends and her sister and and then having this be like what she's hit with at that instead of like, hey, can you 
like be supportive and love what we're doing, even though it's different from what you did. Right. There's never anything wrong with more cake. The more tears, the better. It was the childhood friend Jeannie. She's the problem Jeannie's child, sister, right? right? And Jeannie's sister. That's who yeah. she went to. That's who she went to lunch with. But, but Jeannie, Jeannie was the the problem person, right? Yes, and her sister okay. took her side. Like her sister was like, "You're okay, the asshole." Here, I'm blasting you on Facebook. Here's here's the deal, though. Uh, it's Jeannie's husband and her sister. The two people sticking up for her are the ones who are having to deal with her during this drama. And I, I say this a lot, but I'm like the people who have proximity who are going to feel the brunt of this person being upset are more likely to advocate for her than anybody else because they want their own pain to end. Right. Right. It's not it's not right, right. it's not necessarily because they think it's the right thing to do. It's because they're getting shit on during this and they're like, please make it stop. So it's it grain of salt with all that. title of this story is, Will I Be the Askinaut If I Told My Husband's Friend's Husband That She Screwed Around on Him? My husband's friend's husband. Got it. Will I Be the Askinaut If I Told My Husband's Friend's Husband That She Screwed Around on Him? My husband had a fantasy football draft party at our house, and things got a little out of hand after the draft. Everyone had been drinking a lot, and several people stuck around to get in the hot tub after the party. I had already gone to bed, but kept getting woken up by all the drunk partying occurring outside my bedroom door, which is where our hot tub is. I finally went out to tell people it was time to go home and saw two fully naked people, both of which are married to other people, going at it in the hot tub, next to my fully clothed in a swimsuit husband and another person who also had their swimsuit on. Time out. What? So you walk in on this scene where these two married people that aren't married to each other are uh, are going at it in a hot tub, sitting next to two people who are just like, Needless to say, my husband and I have had a long talk about boundaries and whether or not we allow naked people in our hot tub, especially if the other one isn't there and especially if the person is of the opposite sex. Basically, as he tells the story, he was chilling in the hot tub and several people started getting naked and he froze. (laughs) He just, he froze. People started getting naked in his hot tub and he's just like, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to sit here and watch. He didn't say anything and he didn't get out. Then two of the people started going at it and he felt like he couldn't move. And then I walked in. Like I said, my husband is already in trouble with me for his lack of boundaries and disrespecting our marriage. And this question isn't about him. Even with all this nakedness around, I have never doubted his loyalty to me. Well, that's good. I've seen him freeze in awkward situations before, and I believe that's what happened, even though I think it shouldn't have happened. Anyway, he and I are still working through the trust that has been damaged because of this. But my question isn't about him. It's about the naked married woman with multiple kids screwing the naked married man who just had a baby with his wife. Ah. Damn it. Since this was a a, a fantasy football league, I should be throwing yellow flags, but I only have red. So we're going with red. I know the woman in this situation decently well, but I've never actually met her husband. I have only met the guy in this situation and his wife only once. So I'm inclined to not say anything to his wife, although I've certainly thought about it. So would I be an asshole if I told this woman's husband that I saw her screwing another married man in my hot tub? Or is it not my place to do so since I don't know him and I should just stay out of it? I'm aware that I'm generally very angry this situation even happened, so I'm not sure how pure my motives are. It goes without saying that my husband understands he can no longer be friends with her, but would I be the asshole if I told her husband, likely screwing up her life and her kids' lives forever? Okay. First of all, right now you feel like like you speaking this truth would be screwing up her life and her kids' lives forever? 
get rid of that mentality right now because it is not you speaking this reality that would ruin those things. It was her actions that ruined these things. She made that choice whenever she chose to get naked in the hot tub and screw a married guy at your house. And here's why I think you are perfectly within your rights to alert both married partners here that weren't, you know, you know what I'm saying. I think you're perfectly within your rights because this happened at your house. They took advantage of your hospitality, got naked in front of your effing husband who was sitting in the hot tub and screwed right in front of them. Apparently, they were not concerned about keeping this a secret, so the gloves are off and so are the clothes, apparently. I don't think there is anything prohibiting you from alerting their spouses and I don't think there is anything that you should feel bad about here at all. I think it is absolute garbage that they did this. They did it in front of people, so there's no secrecy here. It's not like they went and met up at a hotel room. They did this in your hot tub when people were in it at your home. No, tell them both. Tell them both. Here's what's going to happen if you don't. If you don't, I feel like there could be a potential breach of trust if you don't alert them that this happened because this happened at your house. You know about it. Your husband was sitting there. He's a freaking witness. And then the people who the people who were wronged here, the spouses that that were cheated on will not trust their spouses to go to your house anymore, which I mean, they shouldn't trust them to go anywhere now, but but your trustworthiness becomes questionable here as well if you don't speak up. Please don't do this in my hot tub. Also, please put your clothes back on. This is this is my home. This is my hot tub. I'd like to use it again and not think of you guys going at it every time I get in my freaking hot tub. And the fact that they did this at your house in front of your husband was completely disrespectful to you. Like they they disregarded everyone else in the universe except for the naked body in front of them. This one is titled, Am I the Askinaut if I don't want to take a day off to make a party for our families? I, 32 female, my husband, 33 male, and our sons, 9 and 6 years old, have recently moved to a new apartment. I took two weeks off at my work so we had enough time to unpack and settle all things out at the new place. I'm supposed to get back to work on Monday. We have a big project on the way and there's a lot of work waiting for me. Today, my husband told me that we need to invite our families for the housewarming party. He came up with eight guests plus two of us, so there's going to be 10 people in total. Since my husband works Thursday to Sunday evenings and all of the guests have jobs. It has to be evening Monday to Wednesday. My husband said I needed to take a day off on Tuesday in order to get all the dishes ready for 7 p.m. I said I can't ask for a day off the next day I got back to work. Not only will I leave my coworkers with a work float, it might also create a negative impression about me as an employee and affect my future career at my workplace. I suggested making preparations on Monday evening. Prepare snacks in advance and cut salads without adding the sauce. Marinate the meat and prepare all the ingredients for the hot dish. I think the products will make it overnight in the fridge. The only thing remaining for my husband to do is put the hot dish in the oven at the right time on Tuesday. Then I come back from work at 6 p.m. We add the sauce and set the table. He didn't like the idea and said, so you want me to cook? I replied, if you don't want to do that, then you can order from a restaurant, but I'm not going to screw myself at work. He said he isn't a good cook and doesn't want to ruin everything, but we need to greet our guests with homemade food. So he decided to ask his grandmother for help. I need to prepare everything and she's going to come and cook the hot meal. No one told me a thing about it, but I get the vibes from his side of the family like they are not happy that they need to help out with the preparations. So am I wrong here? Am I wrong here? And should have done with what my husband wanted from me? And should I have done what my husband wanted from me? There we go. Sorry, words are hard. So am I wrong here? And should I have done what my husband wanted from me? Am I the astronaut? Uh, no, hell no. 
Hell no, I'm going to go ahead and say hell no here. This is completely understandable, OP. Yeah, no, this is completely understandable. And the fact that you're thinking long-term impact shows maturity on your end. You're thinking about impact as a family. And yes, it would be bad with a typical employer if you had time off and came back and the day that you were back asked for another day off so that you could prep for a housewarming party yeah that would that would not be great it would not be great and so he has to adult for a little bit like follow specific instructions that you would give him that's not cooking by the way that's just preparing things that you leave for him that's not making anything from scratch it's doing a very very minor amount of work that he would be guided through with very thorough instructions on your part you are doing everything that you can here and if he can't do a little tiny bit he gets this. He gets the brozo. Uh, and that's just, it is, it is a very man child like response. And then having to call in reinforcements from, from grandma, dude, did we get ages here? Yeah. 33 dude is 33. Um, it's probably time to, to learn how to do some basic shit in the kitchen. And this is, this is not asking him like, Hey, um, create a masterpiece. This is like, Hey, follow these very simple instructions. And with all of these ingredients, everything is like it's you're, you're creating the equivalent of like an easy Mac process for him. It's like, add this to this cook this long. That's it. It's very, very simple. Your expectations were not overwhelming. Your logic is sound with not wanting to take another day off of work. You're thinking about the impact it would have on you long term on your family. Like that would affect him as well. You're not going to risk that just to plan a freaking meal or a party whenever you could do it the night before. He would just have to pitch in a little tiny bit and him not willing to is garbage. Where does this put him? So OP, not the asshole at all. Where do we put... OP's hubby here for pitching such a fit about it, eventually having to tag in grandma. You made it as easy as possible for him and he's still bucking against it because it doesn't want to take any responsibility at all. Well, guess what? Life's going to get harder from here on out and he's going to have to learn to do a lot more things for himself or pitch in a lot more. Um, the teamwork approach that, that a successful marriage takes in my, in my experience and in my opinion requires a lot of cross training right? You're going to have to learn to do things that you aren't comfortable or that you weren't comfortable with previously. And you just have to suck it up and do it. It was his idea to create a lot of work for you, OP. But the minute that you're like, hey, I need you to pitch in to help facilitate the tiniest bit of this. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You want me to cook? I don't want to ruin anything. So instead of trying, I'm just going to call my grandma. Am I the astronaut for getting on to my kid for making a mud cake? Called them mud pies when I was young. I, male 42, have two kids, a son 10 and a daughter 12. My wife 40 and I have recently been going through a divorce the past year and I haven't been able to see my children as much as I would like. One of the main reasons my wife and I are getting a divorce is because of a difference in parenting styles. Wife says I'm way too harsh on the kids for their age and I disagree. The way I see it, if you don't give kids some serious discipline at a young age, they're going to grow up and turn into criminals. That's the way I was raised and that's the way I I intend to raise my kids. 
but a recent incident has caused my wife to try and get full custody of the kids. This all happened very recently, so nothing has gone through the court system yet. As of now, it's just all words, but I'll explain my side. I had the kids for the first weekend I've had them in quite a while. Wife has been staying with her parents a few towns over. It's been storming pretty intensely for about a week where I live, so my backyard is incredibly muddy, which is usually where the kids go to play. The rain seemed to let up for a bit, and I told the kids to go out and play. They moaned and groaned about going outside because they wanted to watch their cartoons, but I said that they should go get some time in the sun while they can because of the rain. So they put the rain boots on and coats on because of the mud and went outside to play. I turned on my shows and sat down for about an hour before going to look out the window to check on them. Daughter was building a mound of mud and was completely covered in it. I opened the door and yelled to stop playing in the mud. We have a slide and a swing set, so they have other things to do. She left it alone and went over to play with my son. Another 30 minutes pass, and I look out the window again. Son is swinging. Son is on the swing set by himself, and daughter is working on her mud pile again. This time, I got angry. I opened the door and went outside and yelled at her for playing with the mud. She began to cry and told me that she was making me a mud cake. I told her that I already told her to stop playing with the mud and she's going to have to fix the mess she made in the yard, multiple divots and holes from where she had dug up mud and dirt. So I brought son back inside and helped him get cleaned up while daughter was outside fixing the yard. Son turned on some cartoons and I sat back down on my chair. I must have fallen asleep for a bit. I'd had a few beers, but nothing strong. Okay. Because whenever I came to, it was pouring rain. I looked around and daughter was nowhere to be seen. I realized I had left her outside to clean up the yard and locked the door. Okay. 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 I ran over to the window and looked outside and she was laying in the rain in the pile of mud. I opened the door and yelled for her to get out of the mud and come inside. She sat up and came inside all upset and angry. I helped her get cleaned up and got both kids and got both of the kids some dinner. She barely spoke to me for the rest of the weekend. Well, whenever they came back to mom, they told her the story about the mud cake and she was livid. She messaged me about how I left our daughter in the cold rain for, in mud for multiple hours while she was starving and I locked the door. I think she's overreacting. When I was a kid, my parents did things like that to me all the time and I can't be held accountable for falling asleep as I had had a few drinks. I know it's not the best thing to do, but I can't be blamed for it like I did it purposely and I had to tell her to stop multiple times, so I think that was a just punishment. But now she's trying to get custody. So am I the astronaut for getting on to my kid for making a stupid mud cake? Um, <laughs> okay, so it's it's not the, the mud cake isn't isn't the problem here. It's not the problem here. Also, uh, I think it's, it's, it's extremely hypocritical when when a parent does shit like this and says, no, go play outside. It's nice. and it's, it's fine. You can play outside. We did that when I was a kid and tells them to go outside. They go outside and then they sit on their asses. The parent does. It's like, OK. So do what I say, not what I do. Um, if you want them to play outside, show them how to play outside. Um, but yeah, there's plenty of stuff to do outside. And and I, it's great for kids to play outside. I think that's wonderful. I don't think using it as a punishment is the right thing to do. Um, and the question here is, am I the astronaut for getting on my kid for making a mud cake? I don't think that's the problem here. I think the problem here is that you had some beers and passed out in a chair and locked your kid outside. That's what the question should be. And I guarantee you, if this is what your ex is using to try to get full custody of kids, whenever you get into court, it's not going to be that the topic of discussion is not going to be the mud cake. The topic of discussion is going to be that you passed out from drinking beers and locked your kid out during a storm. That's going to be the narrative. 
narrative. It's not the effing mud cake. It's not the fact that they were playing outside. It's none of that. It's the fact that you were neglectful because you fell asleep because you had had a few beers and left your daughter locked outside. Yes, that is neglect. Yes, you will get in trouble for that. Yes, that is a dumbass brozo thing to do. Yes, that's a shitty parent thing to do. Yes, you're an asshole. Yes, this probably is going to cost you custody. And if this was an isolated incident, it's still bad. It's obviously bad if it's an isolated incident because you think it's okay. The way that it's being narrated by you here, OP, is like, you know, I can't be held accountable because I fell asleep because I had had a few beers. How so? So you aren't responsible for your passing out because you were forced to drink a few beers? Who forced you to drink those few beers? Oh, you did. Oh, so you made a choice that had an effect that is a negative effect that you can't be blamed for? I think I don't think that's how that works. I think you are 100% responsible for this here and you acting not responsible for it does not help your case. It makes it worse. Dear God, no, this is a shit thing to do. Again, I have nothing against kids playing outside. I think it's wonderful for them. I don't agree with using it as a punishment. I don't agree with with being a hypocrite and saying, go play outside and then sitting on your ass drinking beer and passing out. Don't agree with locking your kids outside. Don't agree. There's a lot that I don't agree with here. Kids playing outside is not one of those things. I think it's great for them. The way it's used here is hypocritical. It's stupid. It is tyrannical. It is not cool at all. And and he was neglectful. Opie, you were neglectful here. And yes, you can be blamed for passing out because it was your choice to drink beer while you were watching your kids, aka kicking them outside so you could sit on the couch, drink beer and watch your show. The saddest part about all of this for me is that that there is an opportunity here where if all if he had nothing else to do, if if he didn't have like a project or work or something like that to do and was just going to sit on his ass and watch a show, he could have gone out there with his kids and really created some memories, created some quality time, done something, thrown the football around. It doesn't matter. You got to be able to prioritize and say, is what I'm choosing to do right now worth more or more important or more urgent than spending time with my kids? It's going to cost you, man. You're going to take a trip all the way to Ascon 1, but, you know, nobody can blame you for it because you had a few beers and you didn't realize you were going to Ascon 1. So, you know, who can blame you? Wake the f*** up. Am I the Askinoff for changing my mind about kids at 57 and leaving my girlfriend because of it? I just turned 57 in early August and my ex-girlfriend just turned 55 a few days ago. We were together 25 years before I called it quits two weeks ago. When my ex and I got together, she was a self-described open-minded person who, unlike other women I dated, did not start pulling my arm on the marriage issue after we passed the one-year mark. She had a mom who grew up in Sweden where couples would live together, have children, but never marry. She was always on the fence about children. However, I did not want children because at the time I was thinking about how much I was willing to sacrifice to start a business and how I'd resent my kids for getting in the way of that. We argued over this, went to counseling over this. Our arguments were interrupted by the fact that my startup costs led us to have to sell plasma in order to survive. Then it was like we woke up one day and my girlfriend was 39 and I was 41. 
and the money finally started coming in. I felt like my girlfriend did not want to rock the boat at that point and we just wanted to enjoy the money. We traveled the world. She quit her job to volunteer for charity. I got involved in causes too. However, I am in my late 50s now and I think in the back of my mind it never registered that the door to having biological kids was closed forever. But it hit home when my girlfriend sort of in a blasé way told me, well, that's the end of phantom pregnancies for me when she found out that she was menopausal at 53. Since then, I've been in an internal crisis because everything about my life has gotten old. My life felt empty. I had worked through the emotional issues that prevented me from wanting kids, and now I desperately wanted a family. My doctor told me I wouldn't be the first older father. What is worse is that a lot of my once-divorced friends who are also in their 50s have easily had healthy, happy children and finally the time and money to devote to them. I felt I was in a place where I appreciated children, could provide for them, and would never take the mom of my children for granted, always seeing her as beautiful, unlike guys in their 30s. I became more depressed and finally realized that if I wanted to do something about my desire to have biological kids, to see little quirks of myself reflected in my kids in a way that can only be described as by biology, I needed to act now. So I sat my then girlfriend down and said this was what I was struggling with. She tried to shame me by saying this was me having a midlife crisis and that I've used up her time and owe her, even calling me narcissistic for not wanting to adopt when nearly all parents try for biological kids before adopting. I'm letting her stay in my vacation house for a month so she can find her own place. The whole time she's been telling everybody I'm crazy and would wake up. Am I the astronaut for changing my mind when my girlfriend is acting like I don't get to change my mind? <laughs> Okay, you guys had to be thinking the same thing that I was thinking this whole time. And it's like, you are having a midlife crisis, sir. You are absolutely having a midlife crisis, maybe a little bit later in life, but not now, not really like 50 something. Is that the, the typical time that a midlife crisis starts happening or is that 40s or I don't, I don't know. But, but yeah, um, yeah, Brozo, you're having, you're having a, a crisis here. The statement where he, he, he doesn't like want a family. He wants to see bits of himself in kids. That's one of the most effed up statements that I have ever heard. And, and yeah, when people are thinking about kids, it's like, oh, you know, um, it's going to be like a, a combination of, of you and me as you talk to your, your spouse, or your loved one or whatever it is. And that's awesome. That's an awesome thought. But to be willing to sacrifice your loved one because she can no longer provide that thing and not be willing to adopt shows that, yeah, you, you do have some very selfish, narcissistic tendencies here. And, and all that you care about is seeing yourself in kids. It's really funny that he's like, I'm finally in a place where I can respect the the mother of my kids and not, you know, not get tired of her aging like guys in their 30s do. But my girlfriend now has to go away immediately because she can't provide me with those things. Yes, you're going to place all kinds of value on the mother of your children, uh, right? Totally. You're proving it right now. You're going to just so much respect, so much respect. And, and I understand having regret. That's what he's experiencing. He's experiencing extreme regret, but being willing to to just like sever this part of your life because it, it's it's it will no longer serve your wants is an ASCON one behavior, dude. And your reasoning for wanting kids here is an ASCON one behavior as well. This this is yeah, this is garbage. This is a shit human being thing to do. It is not okay. This is mistreatment of people. And yeah, you're you're gonna regret this part because at some point you're going to figure out that this wasn't really what you wanted. You were having a crisis. You were flipping out. Whatever it was, you regret things. You're going to regret this too. Because you shared this time of your life where you grew so much. And when you finally got to that point, 
screwed it up. Candy Thunder wants to jump in here. She wants to say some stuff because she's fired up about this. I don't know if you just didn't get there yet, but he didn't marry this woman and he says that was her choice and I don't believe it, but he didn't marry her. She has nothing. And in the comments, someone said that they live in Arizona and I don't think that Arizona... I looked it up because I'm super pissed. Doesn't recognize like common law marriage, which means that she has nothing. Nothing. And at the end of this story, he says that he's allowing her to stay. He's letting her to stay in the vacation home. In his vacation home. And I'm like, so this woman wanted kids. He didn't give them to her. They decided not to have them. Now she's can't have kids because she's past the age. She's in menopause. And now he wants to leave her to have kids. This might be the biggest asshole we have ever experienced. I don't know if the story's true, whatever, but oh my God. And the biggest hypocritical like, I'm thing. So, because, so because look, whenever whenever he was like, no, we can't have kids because I'm, I'm already looking at sacrificing so much to start this business, she didn't leave him. No, she stayed. Whenever he couldn't provide her kids because it didn't fit with his goals right then, she didn't leave him. Whenever she physically can't, he's like, yeah, I'm out. But I'm like, does she, does she have claim to anything? I don't know how that works if you're not married and the state like do- doesn't recognize it. Right. Does she have anything? Because she said she quit her job. Not if they're not married. And went and like worked for a not-for-profit. Like I don't even know if she's getting paid to do the work that she's doing. But probably oh. no. It's now that's it rough. makes me so angry. Like that- for her, like and for him to just waste her entire life and not give her the one thing that she said she wanted, and then to decide that oh well, I just want a legacy to leave behind. He doesn't care about the kids. If he cared about the kids, he would not do this to the woman that he's supposed to love. Right. He would not care about the kids. All he wants exactly. is his face. He on wants somebody to see else. his quirks in in another human, and that's he's- it. Disgusting. Not, not which which excludes adoption, and that's that's why it's because he wants to see himself and kids. And if she can't provide that for him, then right. she's completely cut out. So she invested uh. twenty five years into this relationship, went through the painful parts of growing this business for him and or with him, <laughs> and then finally it gets to a point where where they can enjoy things and they traveled for a little while, and then he's like, you know what, the next adventure I would like to go on is humans, <laughs> and uh, uh. and uh. and she's like, she's like, yeah, I can't do that for you, and he's like, eh, yes. you're gone. Surrogacy. Like if they, there you go. There you go. If if he really wanted to be with this woman, he would be with this woman. They would have surrogate. They would have a baby. If they have the money to do it, they have the money to do it. But he doesn't want surrogacy. He wants to go find somebody who's 30 that doesn't make him feel like he's 57. Right. You're a shit human being, sir. And you need to off. (laughs) And when you get there, off again. This is Am I the Astronaut for Not Dog Sitting My Mother in Law's Dog? I, 32 female, am married to my husband, 37 male, 10 years. We have three kids, two boys, 10 and 7, and a girl, 3. My 10-year-old was diagnosed with autism when he was 6. Mother-in-law denies that diagnosis, claiming, He looks and acts completely normal. Okay, Dr. Mother-in-law, thank you for that diagnosis. My relationship with my mother-in-law isn't great. She's a very judgmental person, and we disagree a lot. My husband has always been on my side, supporting me every time mother-in-law and I have a conflict. Well, thank goodness for that. A few months ago, she decided it would be a good idea that her husband would fly with his two sons, my husband and brother-in-law, to a guy's trip for his birthday. I thought it was a great idea, even though he also has a daughter, but not my problem, since my father-in-law isn't at his best. I told my husband I can manage the kids for a week by myself. 
A few weeks later, mother-in-law invited us for dinner at their place. After we finished eating, my husband excused himself and went to the bathroom. As soon as he closed the door, she turned to me and said, So, I've been thinking, and we think it's a good idea that we all go on a vacation. Meaning my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law join. I replied, That's great. So, you're going to have to take the dog for walks every day. I can't. I'm going to be with the kids. You can. It's only once a day. It's not once a day, and you can't ask me to watch your dog while being alone with my three kids. One of them is special needs. If you don't do this, I can't go on the trip. I will not take this extra responsibility. So I won't go on this trip. Thank you for ruining this trip for us. I can't believe how selfish you are. Yes, I'm a selfish ass who only thinks about herself, but I'm not taking that extra responsibility. Now it all makes sense. By that time, my husband came into the dining room and said he heard the whole thing. He yelled at his mom and said he couldn't believe she actually waited for him to leave the room so she could say that. Yeah, that was snaky. He told her to never talk to me that way again and, and to apologize for attacking me. She refused. He said that if she's coming to the trip, he won't be attending and that if she can't respect me, it means she doesn't respect him. He took all the kids, I was already out, and we left. My mother-in-law hasn't talked to me for three weeks now. She tried to contact my husband, but he ignored. All of my and his family completely understand my side, but also try to say she is kind of old and maybe I should have helped her. Am I the astronaut? Hell no! Also, round of applause for hubby here, right? Holy shit. Unwavering unwavering in his opposition to his own mother in defense of his wife. Hell yeah. Way to go, OP's hubby. This is fantastic. This is a follower submission as well. So, uh, OP, if you're in here, you've got a gem there uh, that, that stands up for you no matter what and, and doesn't just do it symbolically. Doesn't do it in the way that we see a lot of a lot of partners do it in the in the, the matter of, like, I, I'm only saying stop doing this because my life is going to be hell until you do. No, he's like, this is wrong. And if you don't respect her, you don't respect me. Awesome. That is such a cool thing to see in a partner that uh, I think you're in great shape here. And and knowing that you have a partner who will stand up for you like that and stand up for your family like that will make life so much easier. And people who try to invade and uh, and separate you and cause a chasm between you and do all of this shit uh, will, be, will be meaningless. They're not going to be able to have any effect on you because you've got a tight-knit team there. And that is fantastic. So I don't care how old she is. She knew what she was asking. She was being sneaky as shit, waiting until he walked away to ask the question and uh and you held your ground and so did he i think that's fantastic not the asshole at all she seems like a peach This one was actually sent in the VIP group, and it is, Am I the astronaut for getting mad at my mom for giving my slice of wedding cake away? Oh no. I, 32 female, got married last week. Oh no, it's her wedding cake? No. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and do this now. When the time came for cake, my husband and I shared a small piece because we were busy saying hi to everyone and honestly not very hungry after a big reception. The wedding planner was so kind to place some leftovers in our hotel room for my husband and me to enjoy. 
enjoy, including two slices of cake. As many guests came from other countries to join us for the celebration, my husband and I decided to show them around, so we gave the leftovers to my mom, asking her to please keep them in the fridge. When we returned to my mom's house after driving the guests to the airport, she said, I hope you don't mind. I gave the cake to your sister. Well, I did mind. I told her that my husband and I had barely tasted it, and I couldn't possibly think of a single reason why anyone would give away someone else's wedding cake. I can't either. I I just can't. I just can't either. And it's worth all the red flags in the world. She apologized to me. I'll buy you a new identical one. But that's just not the same. That cake is gone. To me, it wasn't just some birthday cake. It was our wedding cake. My husband and I left to go back to our place. Later that evening, she texted me saying, Forgive me. I'm old and tired. I told her it hurt me and please stop doing things without asking. It's getting better, but I'm still mad if I think about it. Am I overreacting? Edit to add context, not that it is relevant to me, but since some people asked about it in the comments, my husband and I paid for our own wedding. Mom's contribution was paying for part of my wedding dress. My sister is six years older than me. As for people asking whether there is a pattern, my mom is just famous for not accepting no as an answer when offering food or even washing clothes taken straight from your luggage. People have refused repeatedly and firmly before she actually listens. Okay, so the question here is, uh, am I the astronaut for getting mad at my mom for giving my slice of the wedding cake away. Okay, so so again, I think this is a question about a feeling. No, you you can't be an asshole for feeling something. Now you did you did communicate that feeling. You it seems like very calmly and respectfully communicated that feeling though and said um, you told her that you and your husband had barely tasted it and you couldn't think of a single reason why anyone would give anyone's wedding cake away. Agreed. That's garbage. Why would you do that? We had two pieces of wedding cake sitting in our, that were supposed to be going to our room specifically for us to enjoy. And why would you just be like, oh, they don't need cake here. They have nothing to celebrate. It's not like they just got married or something. They surely don't want a piece of cake. Oh, I would be pissed. I would be pissed, pissed. I would let her replace it though why not have another tasty cake laying around let her replace it if it makes her feel better fine yes it sucks you can't replace that actual one that one is gone but you can still have a tasty cake laying around and it won't it won't fill that hole completely but it'll fill it a little bit nta for uop i'd be pissed too uh but but let her replace it because yeah it's not going to be the same but it's better than nothing i hope you don't mind i gave the cake to your sister the context that she gave us at the very end made it seem like sister didn't ask for it seems like mom forced it on her and wouldn't take no for an answer that's what it sounded like. You look famished. Here, have some cake. I don't want cake, Mom. No, you need to eat the cake. It'll make you feel better. That looks like wedding cake. That's that's actually my sister's, and she's the one that just got married. You just eat the cake. I'll feel better if you eat the cake. Am I the astronaut for wearing a white dress on my birthday two weeks before brother-in-law and his fiance are getting married? Wait a second, you can't wear white dresses like in the same month that someone's getting married now? That seems ridiculous. Thursday was my 40th birthday. I usually don't celebrate birthdays. My husband just makes me dinner and gives me a present. And then my mom invites me for breakfast and gives me a present from the whole family. But when I turned 20 and 30, I have a bigger party and now two. I invited my immediate family and closest friends. The party was yesterday and it was a great day. I'm so hungover now. I noticed that brother-in-law, husband's brother, and his fiance were a bit standoffish, but my soon-to-be sister-in-law is always standoffish with me, so nothing new. Today, my husband woke to a long text message berating us because I wore a white dress. They're getting married in two weeks, and I should have known better. 
To be honest, I swear on my grandma's grave that I didn't even think about any of this. Or, wait, wait a second. Candy Thunder question for you. If someone's getting married, are you not allowed to wear a white dress like in the month surrounding the wedding? Is that a thing? Was it after Labor Day though? Surely not. Surely, surely, surely not. No way. Sister-in-law thinks that I always wear inappropriate clothes that draw attention to me now. So now she's demanding to see what I will be wearing at her wedding. I asked if they were asking everyone. No, just me. I said that I refuse. Now they say I'm an asshole for wearing white and then for refusing to show the dress I'm wearing to the wedding, threatening to disinvite my husband and I. My husband is conflicted. I don't know. I think I'd rather have my husband go alone than be treated like a child. Am I the asshole for wearing white to my own party? And am I the asshole for refusing to show my dress for the wedding? Uh, definitely, in my opinion, not an asshole at all for wearing white to your own damn party. Like, it's your own damn party, and they don't own the month that they're getting married in. Like, yeah, don't wear a white dress to their wedding. That's it. That's the only rule, right? It is not, it is not don't wear a white dress. I'm getting married this year. How dare you wear white the year that I'm getting married, you hussy. I don't think that rule works like that. Now, now I... I I don't think that they have any right to see what you're going to wear. But if you say to them, look, I'm not going to wear a white dress to your freaking wedding, that should be good enough. And if it ain't good enough, then don't go. And I understand you're not wanting to go because why go where you're not wanted or not respected? We've covered that a lot. Uh, yeah, don't go if you don't want to go, if you don't want to be treated like shit and gives them one less thing to worry about. And honestly, it sounds like they're not going to give a shit if you're not there anyway. So don't go. That's it. NTA. If I haven't hit that yet, I'm hitting it now. NTA. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.